You're listening to the Nerd Table, part of the CKCC Radio family of podcasts. Find us wherever you get your favorite podcasts. We have made it to episode 30 of the Nerd Table, the Dirty 30. The Nerd Table's numbers are slowly catching up to the host's ages, and this is just a thing that is not okay. But what is okay is that we're here to deliver another dose of weekly nerd content to you, our wonderful listeners. So grab a chair and sit down at the nerd table with me, Chris O'Mealy, and my co-hosts, Eric Flores. Hi, Eric. Oh, you're not you're just going to mention me and not Dan. That's fucked up. I was waiting. Nice big pause. You know, no, we, we could actually be met, called. Oh, my the, God. You do one at a time, Eric. Do you? Is this your first day? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you've introduced both of us before. I know we had to fight over a spot. <laughs> but giving one to you generally, and you're just, ah, well. Anyway, we're done talking to Eric and our other host, <laughs> Dan Peck. This is episode 30. How old are you? 30. Don't lie we to could us. be 30. We could be uh, called the, the Dirty 30. We could be the Dirty 30. Um, so, Eric, 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 this is a wrestling story you'll find amusing. So they were doing their show called Tough Enough, which was their reality show where it's, it's your standard reality show stuff, but they eventually hire a wrestler, kind of like how they did the Ultimate Fighter, if you're familiar with that. Except for they end up hiring all the wrestlers. They pretty much hire everybody, yeah. So... This guy shows up, this big black, this big, I I said blacked jack guy is what came out there. Let's try this again. Jacked black guy. His name is Marty. Marty Wright. His name's Marty Wright, and he's telling everybody that he's 30. He keeps saying, I'm I'm 30. But they know that's a fucking lie, you lying liar who lies. (laughs) They're like, we have your driver's license here, and it says that you're 40. And he's like, well, that's right. I'm 40. And I want I lied about my age because I wanted you to be impressed at how I looked when you found out. And they're like, that is very impressive that you look so great for 40. But you lied. So we don't want you. And they promptly kicked him off the show immediately. Like, wow. <laughs> but then they, they, eventually, <laughs> they eventually hired him anyway and gave him the gimmick of the boogeyman. And he's he coming. Won- to get you. He painted his face red with black spots and he ate worms as part of his gimmick. And I don't and mean he like a big staff that looked like a dick. And when I say he ate worms, I don't mean that like I don't mean like gummy worms. I mean actual living, breathing worms that he would literally just throw in his mouth and chew them. Because apparently he did that in real life and they decided to make that a thing. That's how he they made that. the former Yeah. <laughs> he did that in real life. Before, yeah. before they hi- they decide to try to hire him, and then they decided to just roll with it. Well, it's one of those things they find out you do something fucked up for the lulls. That's what you're gonna do every time you're on television now. Sometimes it's a positive thing, like they were gonna fire John Cena when he was still a nobody wrestler, and then they heard that he was they were like on a European tour, and they heard him freestyling on the bus, and they're like, oh man. We got to do something with that. So they made him a white rapper character and he catapulted into superstardom from that. And now everybody and their mother knows who John Cena is. He's like 
he's one of those rare wrestlers that crosses over into the mainstream where even if you know nothing about wrestling, you've heard of Hulk Hogan, The Rock, Stone well, Cold yeah. Steve Austin, John Cena. And he's Cena. also he's also a meme. Like I feel like once you make it into yeah. meme status, you're well known. Speaking of meme status, I I this happens all the time. I get one of those, you know, Facebook memory things. And it's from uh, it, it's always from December. It must have been when I was home for Christmas with uh, in Florida because I was like because it's like it's one of the Christmases where I was living in Florida, but I'm watching wrestling with my dad. So I know I had to be home for it. And he goes, when John Cena does this thing, what does that mean? And he waves his hand in front of his face and I go, that means you can't see me. My dad being my dad goes, but I can see him. I don't get it. Oh and God. there's no point in trying to explain a hip-hop reference to my father, who still listens to doo-wop on the radio. So, I'm just saying, that's not something I'm going to be able to explain. That's funny. So, sometimes it works, and then other times, they get an ex-NFL linebacker named Darren Drozdov, and they discovered that he can puke on command. So, there's a very famous scene in the uh, Beyond the Mat wrestl- wrestling documentary movie, where they're hiring Draws. And Vince is like, I heard you can puke on command. <laughs> and they actually show the meeting. They're going to be puke. They're going to name him puke. And that's going to be his gimmick is he's going to puke. And while he's actively doing it in front of them, Vince, what does he do, Dan? He's going to he's going he, to puke. Just Vince screaming it. Uh, that oh. didn't go anywhere. And then, and then <laughs> that, oh, yeah, the, genuine, that, that genuine Vince laugh. You know, he actually thinks that shit's funny as hell. Did I tell you guys the Vince McMahon story about how nobody wa- wants to drive with him ever? If nobody he's driving, wants to drive with him? Oh, because he's, I gotta mani- hear this. because he's a maniac. I know about the he almost killed Court Bauer story. Yes. Well, he uh, he's driving with his his main inner circle at the time, and he got pulled over for speeding. <laughs> And he's all he's just scowling like he's just gripping the steering wheel, scowling, because with Vince McMahon, you can't prevent him from getting anywhere. Like you can't stop him from driving or working because then he's not doing anything and he gets mad. This is the same guy who, even though he'll order like gourmet steaks, he eats them as fast as possible because eating is distracting him from working or working out. The only thing he ever wants to do. It's only fuel. It has to get in as fast as possible. That's also why he hates sleeping because he's not working. So he said this, this like poor rookie cop it ha- is like giving him the standard, the standard speech, like give him the speeding ticket. He's like, well, sir, if you don't have any other questions, you're free to go. And Vince literally rips the ticket out of his hand and just floors it and like actually kicks up gravel at the cop as he speeds out. And they're like, everybody in the car collectively agreed that the cop just didn't feel like dealing with Vince a second time. And that's why he didn't pull him over for being an (laughs) asshole when he left. What? Wow. Wow. He he also insisted on driving when they got, they got like rerouted to an airport in New York and instead of Connecticut because of a giant rainstorm. So Vince rented a car and insisted on driving so they could get back to the office in time. And the whole time he's driving, he's doing like 80 miles per hour in a sheer downpour and everybody's just white knuckling it in the car. But Vince is just like, while he's doing all this and like doing NASCAR maneuvers on the highway, he's like, 
So what should we do with Stone Cold Steve Austin this week, pal? Like, he's still, like, working while he's driving. <laughs> Everybody's fucking terrified. <laughs> yep. And it's just, like, nothing to him. So I had, a, I had an old roommate uh, named Derek. I, I doubt he listens to this. And Derek, if you are listening to this, nothing personal, dude. But I got in a car with him one time, and that was the last time. We were... I did that with a roommate, too. Yeah. <laughs> Let's kill somebody. We were going to look at an apartment together, and he and he decided to drive. And because he and I were working at the disaster ride together at Universal, and that was right around the time when I'm like, I'm like, I need to move because my current roommates are all going in different directions. So I need a place. And I found out he was one of those guys like he was like living with his aunt at the times and he wanted to be out on his own. So it was just good timing, right? Like. Oh, hey, your coworker's also looking for a place. Let's just let's just go get a place. And we're going to look at a place and I, I meet him like I think we met at Universal and we didn't have to go that far. And as soon as we start driving, he is flooring this car. He's got like this nice old it wasn't a Cadillac, but it was like one of those old long style cars, maybe like a Lincoln or something. You know what I'm talking about. I hate those fucking boat cars, dude. Yeah. yeah. Like a so Buick. it was, I mean, it was comfy as hell. Don't get me wrong. I had plenty of leg room. I had leather seats. And he's doing, and he's also doing the casual thing where he's like, he's sitting all the way back. He's got the one hand kind of on the wheel. The other hand is like up, just lounging, right? And he's going like 90. And he's pulling up behind cars at full speed. And he's passing them on like double yellows and everything. But he's not even thinking twice about it. He's just like having a casual conversation. And I realized, oh, my God, this is how this guy actually drives. <laughs> and we go, we look at the place. He takes me back to my car again, doing the same maneuvers. And I just remembered it was one of those deals where I was like that. I was so happy to be alive. <laughs> you just stepped outside the car you start kissing the ground oh thank you thank you <laughs> yeah and what happened with your old roommate oh so uh, we was in college and uh, a group of us went to like walmart and stuff and we were coming back and it was that time of day where the sun is in your face in the car oh. and you can't see for shit yeah so that's we're the just worst. driving back down the little back road back to the school and we all of a sudden we realize we just passed a bicycle guy. He had to have been within one foot of the car when we went by it. Oh, did, did he even notice? I'm sure he did, but we didn't until he was <laughs> past us. Can you imagine what that bicycle person felt? Just like pure terror. It's probably like those goddamn Oak Hill students. <laughs> You know, uh, I'm not sure if you remember this, Chris, but the first time we got in a car together, we went to go to Paul's place for something. I think it was just like a cookout or a barbecue or whatever. And then it it, it didn't dawn on us that we have never been in anything mechanical together that hasn't broken down (laughs) on the highway. I do remember that because you're the asshole who decided to bring that up while we were already driving. Uh-oh. And I was, yes, because Eric and I had a very bad habit or of intentionally, accidentally <laughs> breaking stuff. 
at these rides that we worked at together. Accidentally on purpose? Well, uh, there we we knew how to do some things that we shouldn't have known how to do, but more stuff would happen when we weren't actively trying. So it was just one of those things, right? And, and so he matches it and then the car breaks down. <laughs> no, nothing happened, but I was like, oh, okay. why would you mention this? God damn it. <laughs> it's, it's just the fact, you know, I think <laughs> what what car did you have at the time? The Jeep? Your car the was Jeep, already yeah. breaking. It was already like falling apart or something. And that, it was that's old at the it. time. Yeah. It was, an, it was an O2 Jeep and this would, would have been like Dude, he had that shit 20, for five years <laughs> yeah, this would have been like 2012, so it's already a 10-year-old vehicle, and it's a Jeep. And when Jeeps start to go, they go fast. They really do. So, you were just <laughs> like... And I remember you were giggling when you thought of it, too. Yeah, and you were like, oh. what's so funny? And I was just like, we've never been in anything that, that hasn't broken down. And you're like, why would you say that? <laughs> it made you, you have anything? Or like when you tell the story of something, it always happens again, like shortly after. Because for me, it's uh, snorking pasta. Like you're eating pasta and then you have like a weird like clutch in your head and you snork up a bit of pasta through your soft palate into your nose and you spend the rest of the day blowing your nose to get it out. That's never happened to me before. Okay, so every time I go, oh, I got to be careful about this pasta. Last time I had this pasta, I snorked it up and I had to spend the rest of the day blowing my nose to get it out. And then it happens while I'm eating that bowl of pasta. Maybe I wouldn't eat any more pasta <laughs> at that point. It's not that particular shape of pasta. <laughs> yeah. No. I, I just eat all I, the I'm pasta. picturing like Dan blowing bow tie pasta. There was notes right now. Bow tie pasta is the one that happens the most often with. <laughs> with. I can honestly say that's never happened to me. But now that I'm saying that. It happens to me. It happened to me at least five times. <laughs> uh, I so I've never laughed milk out my nose, but I've one hundred percent laughed soda out my nose, and that was the worst feeling in the oh. world. That burned like hell. Which soda yeah. to be specific, so I know how much it hurt. <laughs> uh, that's the thing. I don't actually remember what I was specifically drinking, but I will tell you it was a dark soda. You ever like burp through your nose, and it's that. The CO2. Oh, it's the fucking worst. So what else should we talk about on this gross edition of the nerd table? (laughs) You ever shit so hard that no, I'm just kidding. Uh, You ever have to pee so bad your balls hurt? (laughs) (laughs) What was uh, I think it was uh, I think it was a Ron White joke where he's like, you ever take a cramp so big your pants fit better? And I laughed because that's happened. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think that's the point. It's funny because it's true. So, yeah. Speaking of, so this is this is this is a bathroom story, but it has nothing to do with actually using the bathroom. But do you guys have or have had any coworkers who you know for a fact hide in the bathroom to avoid doing work? Yes, I was a coordinator at Disney. Of course, I know people who do that. So here's the thing. I, I, get, I mean, I'm leaving this current job after at the end of this week that's coming up here. In fact, by the time you guys listen to this episode, I will be completing my last hell Monday at this job, which will be a wonderful, wonderful thing to get rid of. 
But uh, there was a I, I've told the story of my old friend who got the DUI. And so uh, let me address this real quick, because somebody actually asked me this. And I think it's worth saying whenever I tell stories and I always edit out the names, people think I'm always doing it to try to be like a wimp and hide because I'm afraid of them like trolling me or something. No, you know why I don't t say people's names publicly when I'm telling stories disparaging them? Because I trust nobody and people like to sue nowadays. That is exactly where my mindset goes when I tell a disparaging story about somebody. That's why I've never mentioned like managers names who piss me off or anything because I just don't want to deal with any kind of legal ramification. Can you get and sued I'm if it's true? I have it has to be provable in a court of law. So, and you know how you know how he said she said stuff goes down. Yeah, you were a coordinator. <laughs> you should know that that's easily. True. So I've never I, I don't mention the DUI dude's name publicly, but I worked with a guy who infamously got a DUI while we were working together, and then he <laughs> kept driving and then got caught continuously driving. So he had a habit of just hiding in the bathroom to avoid doing work. What he stupidly, well, he used to, he claimed he had stomach issues. He had IBS, which I knew was BS because I have IBS and there's no way he was having the same issues I was having. It just doesn't work like that because he'd be gone for like 30, 45 minutes. And that's not how that works. I'm sorry. But nope. he stupidly since high school, you go and you go pretty quick and then you're done. <laughs> yeah. But he uh, he very stupidly told one of our coworkers that he intentionally hid <laughs> to because he'd be like, oh, I just don't want to work right now. So I'm going to go to the bathroom. When I come back, there'll be less work. Well, you don't tell another coworker that you're doing that because nothing is sacred in the workplace. Everything gets around at some point. There are Especially no when you're in that kind of place where every if if you don't do it, someone else has to do it because you're a team doing a group thing. And right, because at my at my job, team. right, exactly at my job, if one person starts to slack, it literally affects everybody. You know what I would do? I would just give him the shitty jobs. Like I would like split up the jobs, and then whatever people hated the most. Well, that's what he would get because he's not there. Oh, that happened. That happened. We figured out which job he hated the most and our boss would actually make him do it. And he would do that on purpose. Because here's the thing. You can't do anything about bathroom breaks because of OSHA. But you right. can you can but you can do things you can uh, punish them otherwise. And it's not even a punishment. He knew he hated that job. So when he would come back from the bathroom, he would just assign him to it. And he never said why. He said, I need somebody to get it done. You happen to be walking past it because you have to walk past. You had to walk past it to come back from the bathroom. So he would just get assigned to it. And what's he going to say? You're only doing this to me because I'm using the bathroom. No, I'm doing it to you because you the job needs to get done and you're right there to do it. Like there's no there's no comeback for that, because the only way for him to admit that he's getting picked on would be to admit that he's what he did wrong, right? So it's a it's a lose-lose situation for him. But the reason I bring this up is because I have an I had another coworker who's not there anymore, who used to hide in there too, but he never ever actually 
made it up. He actually I should say he made it obvious that he was just sitting in there fucking around because one time I go in there and he's in the stall and I hear him get up. I hear the toilet flush and he comes right out with his pants up and his belt done and everything. And I'm like, at least if you're going to hide in the bathroom, at least look like you're going to the bathroom. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. That one I actually called him out on because I was like, dude, come on. (laughs) At least take your fucking pants off. You're going to sit on the toilet. I have gone to the bathroom or like, thinking that I needed to take a shit and it was just the biggest fucking fart I've ever had in my life. <laughs> but then it was so good. such a good big fart that it felt like you took a shit. Pretty much. Yeah. Like you had that. It's it then... smelled the same. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like the same relief from your body. And oh, man, it really was times where you feel like your body feels fine. And then you take a big old shit and you realize your body was not fine. All the time. That's the story of my Actually, life. You thought you were fine. No, I feel good. And then, holy shit, that was a huge shit. Oh, wow. I feel much different. I was not fine. I genuinely hope nobody's eating while they're trying to listen to the show this week because we're going to get so much cancellation out of this. <laughs> Monday morning. Shit. Monday morning. How's your scrambled eggs? All right. Oh, why? <laughs> <laughs> I literally have scrambled eggs next to me right now, you son of a bitch. Well, you know, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> so anyway, let's go back to the driving stories, because those were a little more. Uh, nah, because if you're more. driving and you get to get massive shit. <laughs> Dude, so, so driving in Florida versus driving in Michigan. Okay. There's there's like. So here's the things that I've learned. One, people in Michigan love to speed, which is fine because you don't get the chance to speed in Florida because of I-4 and traffic. You're mostly parked for most, most of the time. Right. In fact, I-4 is very infamous for people going slower in the left lane. Yeah, because people don't know where the fuck they're going. It's filled with tourists and whatnot. But I will say... Michigan drivers suck at driving in the rain and snow. Maybe not so much snow because I'm from Florida, so I suck driving in the snow. But they can. Well, no, because like even growing up in Central New York, like everyone forgets by the time that it snows the first couple of times, and it's just like, you guys, you live here. It snows half the year. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> so, at, in in Florida. I don't know. Like I've been trained to drive through hurricane, like tropical storms and shit like that, basically. So not being able to see because of the the rain is not an option. Most times, like I could still drive even though I can't see. I don't, I know that doesn't make sense, but I'm trying to make a point here. People consider it raining and I would consider that like, windshield fluid like it's not fucking rain you need to calm down but they would slow down like 10 15 miles an hour and i it it drives me up the fucking wall uh, up the wall do you guys have that same issue like is it just everywhere am i just used to florida driving no that happens it happens here too 
The uh, I mean, we don't get. We very rarely get really bad downpours in Pennsylvania. Usually in the Northeast, when it rains, it's like an all day event and the rain kind of fluctuates. But it's very rarely like those Florida downpours that we were used to, like the three o'clock downpour and all that. You really don't get that stuff up here. If you get a downpour like that, it's because there's an actual storm moving through and then the storm is done. It's not like a daily occurrence. Yeah. So is it when that happens, I, miss it? Pe- I mean, it could be if, if you're used to it, right? Like. Like it was part of my life every fucking day, three o'clock, bam, it poured and then it stopped at by three fifteen. And then by four o'clock, you couldn't even tell that it rained anymore. You could. It was still here. That's how it is here most of the summer. Yeah, but like very violent rain and then it's over. But here's the thing. I would expect people in Michigan to at least be able to handle the snow better than some of the other areas of the country, because you're in that perfect part of the country that gets the big polar vortexes and lake effect snow and everything. So you You would would think. think no, but they what? forget. The fuckers, idiots, fucking forget. I mean, yeah, marijuana is legal. They forget about a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, what I, what I learned here is that most people handle the snow okay, but I still have that issue of being consistently tailgated by giant SUVs and pickup trucks because they're just pissy that my little Corolla can't do the snow the way they can. I can handle the snow. I know how my car feels and I know how to drive in the snow properly. I'm not I'm not afraid of driving in the snow even with my car. But I get really annoyed when people do that because the reason I'm going to have an accident is not going to be because of me and my lack of driving ability. It's going to be because of somebody else being an asshole. And I I feel like that's the same case with the rain, right? Like, I know how to handle the rain. I know how to drive in a a sheer downpour. I don't like it, but I know how to do it. But I'm not going to be the reason. My driving is not going to be the reason for the accident. It's going to be somebody else doing something stupid. And... I, the four-way I, I thing, the hazards, is illegal everywhere unless you're a truck going up a steep hill. What are you? What are you talking about? What do you mean? Oh, putting People. on your hazard lights and then driving. Yeah, unless it's illegal. It's it's illegal to do that in the rain, and that's what people do: is they put on their hazards, be like, "Well, I'm driving slowly," and then that actually causes an issue because then people don't know if you're turning. That your hazards are only supposed to be used if you're moving slowly because of your giant cargo or whatever. And then the hazards are also an indicator that people can pass you legally because of the speed that you're working, you're moving at. You know, in this area here, all the horse and buggies travel with hazard lights on. A, so you can see them because for a long time, from what I understand, in Amish country, there were no lights on any horse and buggies because of the Amish religion. And they were forced to incorporate that because of how many of them would get hit by cars in the dark. Now, you you mean just buggies, right? Because right now I'm trying to picture a horse with hazards and it's very difficult. 
Well, if if that makes you feel better, <laughs> and you'd like to picture you'd like to picture a horse with headlights, I mean, that's fine with me. I'm okay with that. You hang it over their ass. <laughs> oh my god. The horse and uh, buggies are actually very well illuminated at night, though, because they have they have large fluorescent floodlights on the front so they can see where they're going and you can see them coming just as well as any vehicle. You just know that it's them because they're always it's like a, a like a, a row of like five lights on the top. So it's easy to, you know, instead of two headlights coming at you, it looks and they're always moving slowly and they're always off to the side of the road. So it's it's very easy to spot them from a distance. So they were they forced have, yeah, to have lights? Because, yeah, they have to. Because otherwise cars will just crash into them before you see them. Well, That's I mean, why like, they, the, but the hazards, like the whole flashing thing, I understand like lights, but like putting fucking hazards on on a buggy. If you come over a if you come over a hill in the dark and, and you see two you'll see two, the two flashing red lights in front of you. Okay. That's how you yeah, know that they're I, there. I forgot about hills. I'm used to flatland. I tell you guys a really funny horse and buggy story. This is a story that it's not funny to tell it so much as it was to be there, but I have to tell it because and if my parents are listening to this, I love you guys. I love you, mom and dad. But holy shit, this was not as funny as you guys thought it was. So my my parents think it's really funny to see horse and buggies in odd places. And they were visiting us one time. We were going out to dinner and as we're pulling into the complex that the restaurant's in, there was a horse and buggy in the Burger King drive-thru. And for some reason, my father thought that was the funniest thing in the world, and he laughed so loud that he almost blew out my wife's eardrum because he was sitting right behind her in the car. And he's laughing hysterically, and then my mom is laughing hysterically, and they both have really funny laughs when they laugh hard. So, and my poor <laughs> wife is grabbing her head because her ear hurts now. And... <laughs> And I'm like, okay. And then I almost friggin' wrecked my car in the parking lot because of all the shit that was happening around me. That's kind of funny. <laughs> I wonder how they get Burger King drive-through is that funny, but apparently it was the funniest thing no, they ever seen. It's actually very funny unless you live it and you see it every day. I guess you're right about that. <laughs> Mark, if Mark's listening to this, Mark Adams of the United We Fan podcast, when he came to visit me a couple summers ago, I was driving him up to the uh, I was taking him to some of like the 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 Amish places where you can kind of like walk around and experience a little bit of the culture without actually like dying. Because I've heard about those dinners that you can get where like you can you can have dinner with an Amish family, but the food is like there's like flies all over the place and. The food tastes really weird because <laughs> of how they cook it, and it Wait. might not be cooked all the way through. How do they cook it? Wood burning stoves, and you know, but they're they're roasting chickens. You know, if you screw up cooking a chicken, how how sick yeah. you can get from that? Yeah, that's true. But you, but you know it's what? Actually, I've not eaten... even much of a thing anymore nowadays, for most of the part. I have eaten Papa John's before, so I think I'd be all right. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Woo! <laughs> Papa John's does not taste good. And I was like, well, if you have better ingredients, you have a worse pizza. Fuck off. And it's way more expensive. What the That's fuck? Like are you $17 doing? Is, for a medium pizza. Why? What is, the, what is this? 
What is this smell? It doesn't even taste good. Maybe get worse ingredients. I do not like Papa John's. I know people who swear by Papa John's. Papa John's is good if you're drunk. I like the the butter or whatever to dip in and stuff. That was cool. And like just having a pepperoncini hanging around, that's cool, but it does not taste good and it's way too expensive. I like the breadsticks. That's about it. That's really it. I still, I never understood why people lived and died by Papa John's. Buddy, it's all about the local mom and pop pizza shop, man. It's, 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 it's... Hey, sometimes you're going to be stuck with a chain pizza place, right? But yeah. why would why would that be the one you pick? It's the only one that's nearby. <laughs> At that point, what? I'm just like mm, McDonald's. It's cheaper, and you get the same amount of food. Yes, but at the same time, I've I've figured out that with that two for five deal, I can get a really big filling meal at Burger King and spend less than I would at a McDonald's because I can get a two for five deal and then I can order a regular meal with nuggets or the chicken fries. So I still get French fries and a drink. And then I have two sandwiches on top of that that are full size sandwiches. And it's like 12 bucks. Yeah, and it's actually not a bad deal. I remember when Taco guys- Bell tacos were like thirty-five cents, so you could like yeah, get a hundred tacos and spend thirty dollars. <laughs> that you know oh, that, that was the big thing back in my day was the two for two. Do you guys remember that the McDonald's that had like two Big Macs or two quarter pounders or mix a uh, mix of either or? Yes, two dollars. Yes, and one sandwich was like two fifty, so it was really fucking weird. It was like you get two for two dollars, you can get one for two fifty, or like just like the apple pies where uh, one was ninety five cents or two for a dollar. Like what the fuck? Who ordered just the one? <laughs> I think that was their way of liquidating the apple pies because I don't know if you remember this or not, but anytime you'd have an issue at your McDonald's order and they would fix it, they would always give you the free apple pie. And I think they would just have too many apple pies and not enough people were buying them. So I think they made that an incentive. Like, well, you can have an apple pie for 90 cents or you can get two for a dollar. So if anybody was interested in one, they'd be like, well, obviously, I'm going to get the two. That way, they yeah. wouldn't have to throw them all out at the end of the day. That's true. Well, I mean, they don't throw them out at the end of the day. <laughs> they, they literally at a certain point stop making them. And then if somebody orders it like near close, if you if you're at a McDonald's that closes, they would just be like, sorry, we're out. <laughs> they would even fucking try. They would even put yeah. more in. Um, well, those those 24 seven McDonald's are the ones that have the, the issue, I think, with throwing them out because yeah. they're always making them. That's why yeah. I, I learned when I was in college, because there was the 24 hour drive through McDonald's right near where I was living at. I learned the trick was to never order French fries if I was making a 2 or 3 a.m. run because they were always making the French fries fresh and they take forever and I'm hungry and there's a there's a possibility that I was drinking and because half the time I would just walk through the drive through because they would service college students who just walk there because they were probably drinking or I'd be a passenger and somebody else would be driving me down. And I was like, I'm hungry and I want my food now. So I learned to just order dollar menu stuff at night because it was always ready because they're the easiest things to make. They slap them together and they give them to you. 
Yeah. I do miss their cookies, though. They don't have the oatmeal cookies anymore, at least not where I'm at. <laughs> I miss their ice cream because their machines are always broken. You got to taste their ice cream? I'm so jealous. <laughs> Did you ever see the meme where it's like, where it's like, I'd, I'd like to order ice cream. Sure. What flavor would you like? And then it's just the guy going, it's, it's the guy sitting there with the thought bubble of the machines are always broken. Like, I don't know what flavor I want. I didn't think I was going to get this far. <laughs> that's, that's pretty accurate. Are you, are you guys ice cream people? Do you like ice cream? Yeah. I like am lactose. Yeah, I'm lactose intolerant, yeah. but I do so love. I, but ice I love ice cream. I'll take, a, I'll take a big old shit 20 minutes later, but it tastes good. What's your What's your preferred ice cream? I like soft serve over the hard stuff. But yes. I mean, yeah, but you gotta I leave agree. the house to get that shit. Yeah, but soft serve <laughs> only comes in like three flavors. <laughs> so I, <clears throat> if I had my choice. To be perfectly honest, it'd be milkshake, right? Like a vanilla milkshake. But if I had to go and get a soft served vanilla milkshake, Jesus, mm-hmm. dude. Yeah, I know. I'm super plain. But like, uh, I, it, you know, you, you're right about the soft serve. There's, there's not a whole lot of choices. So I'd have to go with uh, a, a vanilla and then mix it with whatever you know ingredients that they'll have. Well, yeah, that's the thing, right? Because if you want to be mixing stuff, you want vanilla. If you do chocolate, you're just going to overkill it, right? The only thing you can really mix with the only thing you can really mix with chocolate is other chocolate stuff, like yeah, brownie chunks and yeah. And don't get me wrong, that's slightly different chocolate stuff, right? Like you can do peanut butter cup, but there's the chocolate part of the peanut butter cup, you know. Well, you know, anything that you can mix in a chocolate, though, you can mix into vanilla, and it'd still be fucking fantastic. So. Why you limit your choices? If you're doing any fruit, it has to be vanilla. Right. Right. And I mean, if you can if you can find one of the rare places that does strawberry soft serve, which is not common, but I have had it before. That's a good combination to get fruit mixes in because like soft serve strawberry with like gummy bears. That's awesome. That's so awesome. You guys make me want to go out and get a blizzard. Blizzards are the best. I will. Can we go to I like Pinkberry. Pinkberry. No way. I think it's a fr- it's a whatever frog at this point. Oh yeah, that's the other. The other. Because it used to be uh the uh, the red mango, but then they went out and the whatever frog bought it. What was that place down in Florida that we used to get ice cream from all the time? It was like, it was like so fucking frozen. Good. Y- it was actually like a frozen yogurt place. Was it a frozen it, yogurt place? But it had no, ice no. cream. Oh, you're uh, you're thinking of Munchies. Yes. Uh, Is that what you're Munch- not Munchies? thinking of? No, I'm thinking of the one that's like, um, I think it's Twisty Treats or something like that. TCBY. Oh, okay. Country's best yogurt. It's it's literally an outside. It looks like a giant ice cream cone. Like the building is shaped like a giant yes. ice cream cone. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's yes. I know what you're thinking of. And I don't that remember the fucking name of it. place, holy shit, their ice cream was the bomb. But when you get a when you get a good mom and pop ice cream place, I mean, and and they have the the, the Baskin Robbins style like X amount of flavors, right? And they've got all these wacky flavors, and it's just like, so what would you like? And I'm like, 
I want them all. <laughs> I don't know how to choose. Because that's the it, thing, right? It's like sometimes I want the fruity ice cream. So I'm like, give me some cotton candy or the orange sherbet. But then other times you walk in, you're like, nah, that peanut butter swirl is what I'm what I'm looking at. Oh, man. You know, it always impressed me, though, that like you would go to these mom and pop shops and they would have like an ice cream machine dedicated to every fucking flavor and you can't keep a McDonald's machine up. What the fuck? <laughs> you know, the actual reason why the McDonald's ice cream machine is, quote unquote, always broken because it's run by the employees there and they don't know how to fucking take care of it. And they Apparently never have a maintenance guy fixing it. From what I understand, it's like a four hour cleaning process to actually purify it. Yeah, now, that that's about right. Logically, you would think that you would do this at your least common times, but I always feel like the ice cream machine is down during the lunch rush, which is often when I go to McDonald's. Well, you know, the, a lot of places actually don't clean it properly. What they'll do is they'll just put like uh, sanitized water and run it through the system and then call it good after 30 oh. minutes. No, and then all that. Even stuff I gets, know. Now. Yeah. And I'm just like, fine, it's sanitized. Like, right. People are not going to get sick from it, but you didn't like nothing you else. Properly maintain the machine. Right. I'm going to get sick from it. <laughs> you sons of bitches. Maybe like Jason's Deli gives gives you free ice cream. Oh, I don't know where that is, but I want to go now. Jason's let's get Deli. let's get some free ice cream. Y'all come visit me and we'll go to Jason's all the time. It's a pretty good place. I actually <laughs> like that place that we went to when I was uh, swinging through your area on our way home from Florida. Oh, uh, yeah. The. Uh... It was like, yeah. A chicken, like a chicken place. Well, I wanted to go. I wanted to go to a chicken place, but then Glenn and Glenn and Colleen were like, "We don't eat chicken," and I was like, "Okay, well, because okay. you know your friend's in from town, and you're meeting your one friend that lives on the other side of town, so you, you like never see him." And I was like, "Well, I don't want him to take him to like Applebee's because he can eat there anytime he fucking wants, right?" Yeah, I wanted. I was passing through Charlotte. I wanted something that I wasn't going to get in Lancaster. Somebody went well, to yeah, the house. Right? <laughs> if I go I visit to, like, you guys here. If I go visit you guys and you take me to a Burger King, I'm going to be pissed off. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I didn't go stop specifically. Because the Burger King closest to my house sucks ass. So (laughs) I'm not doing that. All right. So let's let's get everybody really hungry now. Um, we'll, We'll go. We'll go around the circle. If let's say we'll start with Eric. Dan and I are coming to visit you, Eric, and you're going to take us out to eat somewhere in Ann Arbor that doesn't exist anywhere else or maybe just doesn't exist outside of Michigan or something like that. Where, what are you, where are you going to take us to eat to give us a, a local taste that you would rely on? It can be a mom and pop pizza place too. Pizza house. I've, I've pizza already house. talked about, I already talked about their pizza on this, on the show. But the, uh, the fucking the perfectly crispy pizza? bacon the walls. On, like everything. It doesn't matter what kind of pizza you get there. And you know how picky I am with pizza. Doesn't matter what kind of pizza you get, I'm gonna eat it. It's fucking. Know how picky you are in, with food in general. Well, you're gonna eat my pizza? What? <laughs> See, Eric and I have the exact same taste in food. We're both very picky, but also very not picky because we're both open to eating a lot of things in a lot of different ways and trying a lot of different stuff. But then we're really picky about the specifics of it. 
We've yeah, had that, those conversations that, lots of times. That is actually that's accurate. One hundred percent accurate. Because they I have love, the best pizza, man. Because I love cheeseburgers, right? Almost not as much as I love pizza, but I, cheeseburgers are like my second go-to. And and I will always order a cheeseburger anywhere I go. But I'm so picky about how I want my burger done, right? So it's like I'm always going to places to order burgers, and then um, but I'm like super picky and i judge it and it's like god it, who's what would be a what would be a good fame like a gordon ramsay to just be like angry and aggressive when i'm not getting my way with my <laughs> burger and that's why i was so impressed when i visited when i visited my friend chris over the holidays and he took me to this burger place i'd never heard of in uh in jersey and they had a, a taylor ham egg and cheeseburger and I'm like, well, I'm in New Jersey. I have to have this, right? And I ate one bite, and I looked at him, and I was like, and I just started nodding my head vigorously, yes. And then I don't even remember if how long that thing lasted in my hands, but it wasn't long after that. Mm. See, so right. the pizza place is where I would take you. Now, Dan, you don't strike me too big of a pizza person. There's another place called uh, Peace, Love, and Tacos. No, dude, pizza is the best whatever. But you have me at tacos as well. <laughs> Peace, love, and tacos <laughs> is um, it, it's a food truck. First off, it's always parked, and there's always a line. And this <laughs> this place is fucking fantastic. It, it's run by a group of like, I I want to say it's run by a group of hippies. It's not like fucking hippies, but it might as well be because. Everybody else out there has the munchies. Like you can smell it as you drive up and you can just like it's so fucking fresh. It's so good. So you good. can smell the marijuana smoke or you can smell the taco. Depends on the time. Uh, well, it depends on what time you go. <laughs> okay, well, slightly after 420. Damn, it still smells. Uh, if it's slightly after 420, it's probably marijuana uh, and then taco. But if you go there, like before stoners wake up, like let's say one o'clock, mostly taco. <laughs> one of my favorites was uh, the joke they did on the, the Big Bang Theory when they go out to, to view the stars and Leonard, Howard and Raj find these uh, these these old these older ladies at another campsite and they gave them. Either I, I remember if it was brownies or cookies, but they're eating them. They're like, so what do these people look like? They're like, oh, they were in a VW micro bus and wearing Grateful Dead T-shirts. And then the next time you see them, they're all just gazing up at the stars with these big grins on their face like stars are pretty. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, what about you, Dan? If we were to go visit you. We're going to Huntersville. We're going to probably go to the Hickory Tavern again. <laughs> or Viva Chicken, where I really originally wanted to go. Yeah, Viva uh, Chicken sounds pretty good. Yeah, I do you like chicken. chicken. There's also a couple of really good Mexican places, too. Um, you know, you get good Mexican food in places where there's actual Mexicans, turns out. So, so everywhere. Huh? Do that? Everywhere. Do that? Like that, how the best mom and pop pizza places are actually ran by Italians? Yeah, man. See, so, okay. La Unica. That's a good Mexican place. Ooh. Gourmet pizza. Would you rather a traditional pizza or gourmet pizza? I could 
That's a good question because the differentiation there. Okay, so I, a traditional pizza, right? Like mom and pop, think New York slice, right? And then a gourmet just pizza, traditional like a margarita or a yeah, like a, a European would, style. Yeah, European style, basically, right? Where they just took like a block of cheese and cut it up into like four or five pieces and just tossed it on top. Oh, they got a place like that. My my mother and my grandmother and my sister love it. It's okay for me. <clears throat> yeah, I'm I'm a Chicago style guy, which means I've eaten it three times in my entire life because that's how rare it is to get anywhere. <laughs> oh, deep dish pizza. Yeah, man. Okay. It tastes good, but I don't like having to fork and knife my slice. Right. There's something about having the fork and knife uh, a slice of pizza. That don't just get me wrong. wrong. I'll I'll eat it. I'll eat some deep dish pizza. I like deep dish pizza, but it's not my it's not my choice. But I, I get why people like it, because it is good. It is very good. So. I, I like the idea of Viva Chicken, though, I would have I would have enjoyed that. Yeah, well, it, what, well, people like, don't eat chicken at all, so that's why we didn't go. Well, is it like rotisserie style chicken, fried chicken? I think it's just like all <laughs> kinds of chicken. Anything you can do with the chicken, they'll do it. I just picture bubble gum or uh, yeah, just going to deep fried oh chicken. And it's just chicken bubblegum, <laughs> chicken. Uh, just just drop a chicken in and deep fry just hand it to you barbecue chicken oh like on uh like on aqua teen hunger force where they've got the entire cow and dipped in batter and they're injecting it with cheese and they deep fry it the whole cow <laughs> and then meat water or uh shake and carl are just taking chunks of the cow off and eating it oh man <laughs> <clears throat> all right chris what about you man don't say an Amish family. No, I'm not taking you to an Amish family house. Good God, no. Uh, yeah, the the cool thing about Lancaster is that it has every chain imaginable, but then there's so much mom and pop stuff that it's impossible to really find a bad place. Like, what we used to do is we would just randomly pick a restaurant and try it. We would just, like, like go on Google. We'll be like, Let's look up some local restaurants and be like, hey, here's one we've never tried before. Let's try it. And sometimes they're hits, sometimes they're misses. And but for us, a miss is. I wasn't thrilled with the food. It's not that the food was bad. You just aren't thrilled with it. You know the difference, right? Yeah. It's not like it's not that you had a bad meal, but you don't feel like you need to go back to that place. If that makes sense to anybody. Sure. You, you were happy you had the food. It tasted good, but it didn't yeah, I'm wow glad, you. You're not. I'm you're glad not... we tried a new place, but we don't have to go back there. It didn't. It didn't wow me enough to to warrant a second visit. So, uh, keeping in tradition, if we're gonna go with pizza, uncommon pizza would be my first stop, and then there's two other mom and pop places, Finozos and Rosarios, which we've tried. Their pizzas are all great, but they also have other good stuff too between those three places. Um, they have great sandwiches. I've tried sandwiches from all three. Uh, Rosario's makes really good cheesesteaks because they actually make them Philly style. So you're getting an actual cheesesteak or as close as you're going to get without actually being in Philadelphia. Because that's another thing is that local areas around here know how to do cheesesteaks like Philadelphia. Kind of like how 
places around here know how to do pizza New York style because of the proximity. So you're getting the experience. You just don't have to be dealing with the other crap that comes with it, like almost getting hit by a taxi, <laughs> for example. <laughs> yeah. So. Because so, I what? went to little Italy, right? Hold yeah. your question real quick, Eric, because oh, I'll give you a yeah. perfect comparison here. Um, a friend of mine, Laura, and I went to New York City once. I was a, uh, I was home from I I was home from Florida, and she was visiting family in New Jersey. So we we got together because we both worked at Safari together. We went to New York City, and she's like, "I really want to get some authentic." New York City pizza. So we we so walked a little tomorrow's bit. just like Michael just Scott. like Michael Scott. <laughs> New York slice. Authentic New York slice. So we actually go to Little Italy and we got pizza there. And I remember the pizza showed up and it looked and tasted exactly like pizza that I would get at the Frank's pizza place in Vernon. And I was and and don't get me wrong, I didn't I didn't obviously like say this out loud or disparage anybody, you know, or my friend who was excited about the pizza because she probably hadn't had she lived in Florida full time. She probably hadn't had a good slice of pizza in forever. So I was really, really enjoying my pizza. But at the same time, I was kind of like, I'm not. I'm just not feeling this. This is exactly like pizza I could have got from home. And that's that was like the epiphany where it's like, no, this isn't. It's not that this pizza is weak or whatever. It is the authentic New York style pizza. Just so happens that all these other restaurants have figured it out, too. And maybe the arrogance of New Yorkers. You've gotten jaded. You've gotten jaded to always having good fucking pizza near you. That whenever you go someplace that's not, you know, your normal place. And they also have the same quality or like around the same quality. You're shocked. You're just like, yeah. You're shocked. Yeah. Cause you weren't expecting it. So you also know how to identify all the people who don't know how to get it right, which is literally the rest of the country, especially you, Florida. Florida, New York slice is not, that's not the same. Our water is not different. A New York slice. So, okay. Each state, give, if give, me my say, pato- give me my, my gross Potomac water god damn it give me give me the hudson river let's go listen you don't get a pizza from florida like the 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 food from florida like what what people should know florida for if you're gonna go and get any kind of like food would be a pub sub correct so like here (laughs) can you do you have a publix we got hella publix bro what where you at north carolina Oh, I thought you were still in New York. I'm like, fuck, is it moving on its way? I, God. Ah, well, never mind. <laughs> when was the last time you lived in New York? It was uh, January 2005. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was like six, seven months in 07 to early 08. That was when I worked at GameStop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now that we know that Florida is only good for pub subs, or like that's what they're known for. What would you say your state is known for, like food wise? There's a hmm. Carolina style barbecue, which is not very good because it means they put the mostly means that they put the slaw in the sandwich. Hmm. They put 
the coleslaw in the sandwich? Yeah. Like it's just another ingredient in the sandwich with your with your pulled pork or whatever. I'll have to try that. I don't think I've ever. I'm not a slaw guy. There's one slaw I like, and it's like red, and it's like horseradishy, and I like that one. But like regular coleslaw, not a fan. Okay. I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure what Michigan is yet. Um, I don't know what they. You know, actually, no, I still don't know. Uh, because I, I've only had a euro here. I, I have never had a euro anywhere else. So I can't say that euros. Is there a big Greek population in Michigan? Maybe. I don't know. All you white people look the same. <laughs> oh, <damn>. <laughs> <laughs> um, there, There seems to be... Everywhere that I go, like every major city seems to have some sort of Greek food somewhere. So maybe. What about you, Chris? I I know like a lot of people were like, oh, you know, probably like a Philly or something. But I mean, yeah, that would probably be the most Dutch thing or something. (laughs) Pennsylvania. But that's so iconic. I feel like there's got to be something. Budafisk for Minnesota because everyone's Norwegian or whatever, some kind of. It's got to be it's got to be cheesesteaks, Scrapple, which is disgusting. Scrapple, that's it. It's Scrapple. Yeah. The fuck is Scrapple? Literally the scraps of the meat thrown together onto a disgusting cube that tastes like. Uh, like boil it for like a year and it's all becomes like a one big cube of nasty and you just swallow that shit down. Is this medicine or food? What the fuck are you describing? (laughs) People love Scrapple. Uh, uh, Going going back to the original uh, the original question, though, of where I would take you guys to eat, because I said the pizza places. But let's say that I had to. uh, I wanted to take you guys somewhere to actually get some Amish cuisine without the full on Amish experience. So you don't actually die. Miller's Smorgasbord is where I would take you guys. It is a buffet, and it has basically everything you could ever want. It's got your fried chicken. It's got your dumplings, your mashed potatoes. It's got the authentic desserts. It's got the chicken and waffle combinations. It's got all the veggies. It's got farm fresh stuff. It sounds like a go-to. It's the go-to buffet in the area. A lot of people will tell you the go-to, like, what the uh, the go-to buffets are supposed to be in the area. Um, God, there's there's one that always gets mentioned. And I tried it once, and I was not impressed by it. And it was supposed to be like the uh, Shady Maple is the name of it. Yeah, that's the one everybody always raves about. They're like, you got to go to Shady Maple. You got to go to Shady Maple. And I'm like, no, go to Miller's. Miller's is better. No, Shady Maple. Like, no. It's like it's like if you go to Philly, people are like, oh, you got to go to Geno's. No, you got to go to Pat's. And the real answer is neither. <laughs> you know, the real answer is... Tony Luke's across the street from the ECW arena. Damn right you do. I have <laughs> been there. You know, have I've never been to did. Philly, but somebody has always told me that if I ever go, I should go, always go to Geno's. And, and you're saying no? No. Because those are the only two anybody ever talks about, and neither one of them are the best. 
But funny, because I'm a wrestling fan and I was an ECW fan, I learned about Tony Luke's before I learned about either of those places. Tony Luke's probably is actually the, the correct the correct answer. <laughs> if we're being honest here, that is probably the correct answer. God, just uh, I it's one of those things I just I just don't get it, right? Like why why do some of these places become the place and then you always wonder how that happened, especially when you realize that there's better stuff and that literally everyone was wrong. Because I'm going to tell you right now, if you came to Lancaster and asked for a mom and pop pizza place, everyone's going to tell you to go to Caruso's. And there's Caruso's everywhere in the area. It's a it's a big local franchise, but their pizza sucks. Pizza sucks ass. And it not only does, is it not that good pizza, but it gave me the runs. So no, we're not going there. <laughs> we are not going to friggin' Caruso's. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, well, any place that gives me the runs gets disqualified. Unless, unless you're Taco Bell. In which case, I'll forget and I'll get more food in like a week. Okay, so we, we're talk, we've talked about the places where we currently live. Let's, uh, let's I didn't, I didn't even tell you my pizza place. I'd take you guys to Hawthorne's. That's the name of the pizza place you go to. Yeah. Sounds good. I mean, it's a pizza place, so I'm in already. Yeah. All right, let's do let's do hometowns. If you were going to go to your hometown, what would be one of your go to places? For me, if if you guys were visiting me in Vernon, we would go to the Sussex Queen Diner. That was my go to place. Sussex Queen Diner, because, of course, it's a diner in New Jersey. And you, you really can't go wrong with the Grease Trap Diners. This wasn't a, a pure Grease Trap. It had an actual building. But it was always one of the best places to eat because it was it was a diner, had a nice big menu, open 24 hours a day, breakfast anytime you wanted. And it's diner food. How can you go wrong with diner food? Actually, you can go wrong with diner food. Don't ever order gourmet shit at a fucking diner. No steak, no fish, no seafood, none of that shit. Go to an actual place that specializes in that. Don't get that at a diner. When you go to a diner, you want pancakes and you want sandwiches. That's what you want. Yeah. Yeah. 100% accurate. I agree with that statement. I've been to so many fucking diners and I've always made the mistake of, well, maybe their steak's going to be. No, it's never (laughs) good. It's never good. Our actual go to place in Lancaster, if you guys visited, we probably would just take you to the night and day diner that we have here because it's again, it's a diner. It's a locally owned diner. So you can have whatever you want, basically. They have breakfast quesadillas, which are fucking amazing. They have like a chicken, egg, and cheese quesadilla. I get that every time we go. We have a, a place. quesadilla with eggs and cheese, and you can dip it in sour cream and salsa. Oh my god. We, we have a place up here, and I can't remember what the fucking name is, and I'm so disappointed in myself. They have, it's a diner, but they have a bacon-wrapped burger. Oh. They make a burger, and then they wrap it in bacon. And then they cook it and they, they, they deep fry it so the fucking bacon stays like really stiff. And then that's how they serve it to you. Ooh. Oh, well, Eric, with my new job <laughs> schedule and having extended three day weekends every weekend, I have a little more time to travel than I normally did. Listen, I could take if a couple was, of long weekend vacations. If it was still open during a pandemic, I, I'd be going. <laughs> I have not seen that place open at all since then do they do curbside 
No, that's what I'm saying. Like, like it hasn't been open. Like, I don't, I don't know if they're going to survive this. Well, Which makes me super sad. If they haven't yeah. been open in a year, they probably didn't survive. <laughs> well, shit. All right, so Dan, we're visiting your hometown in New York. Well, I guess if we're if we're talking diners, we got to go to Good Gollies. It's Molly's. Yep, just Good Gollies. Uh, used to have a different name, but then all the waitresses bought it one time, and they redid everything, entire place. Um, wait, so all like, the waitresses collectively got together and decided we're going to own this bought, shit and bought the place. Yes, that's awesome. Really? That's yeah. yeah. That's such a cool story. And it's like right off the highway, where there's a big truck stop and everything. It's a great spot, and I always get the frittata. Mm. Which is, you know, a traditional breakfast where you get all your leftovers from there before kind of thing, where you get some potatoes, you get some eggs, you get some bacon, you get some ham and stuff, and you cover it with some cheese, and you eat that up. And this was uh, the one place where I got the classic, I could just walk in and sit down, and the waitress would know what I want and would already put it in when she saw me that's fucking hashtag goals right there, baby. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I uh, there there is a subway near work that I would visit at least once a week. And it got to the point where when I would walk in, the girl recognized me and she would already be like, oh, you're getting this sandwich with this bread. You want the BMT with the Italian herbs and cheese? Yes, please. Yes, I do. So because <laughs> everybody knows that's the best sandwich. <laughs> what about um, you eric well let's I see get, i mean i don't have a mom and pop shop that i can think of because i grew up in orlando you, let's you stick with or, well, let's stick with orlando like local orlando eats so there has to be something something there that you can't and you can't even say alehouse anymore because i have one now well yeah that's true You're just like, all the places at disney because they don't exist anywhere else so fuck you <laughs> <laughs> no, stay out of the parks. Stay out of the parks. No Earl of Sandwich because you, I, we've already found out I've got access to one of those too. I know, and I'm so jealous about this. Like, I, especially I, when you looked up the closest Earl of Sandwich and you found that it was mine. Yeah, I was just like, are you fucking <laughs> joking? Uh, you know, I honestly, I can't really think. Yeah, because uh, my my answer was going to be the Ale House, like freaking, you know, uh, Mountain Melts. But yep. I can't really think of anything because it's Orlando. Everything is so heavy on franchises and big companies that there's really hard to find like a, a small little mom and pop shop to eat at. Because it would just get cannibalized by everything else. It would just be demolished by everything else. And that's the problem with living in a tourist area. <laughs> yeah, so because I realized like, that... I'm destined to die in living in tourist areas because I lit. I grew up in Vernon, a ski resort town, moved to Orlando, the theme park capital of fucking America. And now I live in, and now I live in Lancaster, the heart of Amish country. (laughs) I am, I am destined to live and die in tourist towns. That, that's sad, man, but it could be worse. 
what segue are you going with here? <laughs> you know what? I'm going to stop. <laughs> I'm going to stop. No, I want to know what segue you were going for. I mean, we're about an hour into the show. Are you going to turn this into the game? No, yeah, I, I, wanted, I want to see you turn this into a haikus. Yes, go for it. <laughs> it could be worse. It could be worse. But I mean, we're not in the parks anymore, man. So let, let's just be thankful for that. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to mention like a third world country and how I'm going to be like, well, I was. <laughs> I was going to mention Marvin, Marvin, the Ecranopian kid. I mean, you didn't even have to go that far. You could just okay. go to like Haiti or something. They're always having problems there. Like, statistically speaking, this is a good trivia question. Statistically speaking, do you know the safest and least safe country in the world? Factoring in everything from from regular mortality rate to di- from disease, uh, poverty, like Canada, as well as Canada crime. Top, us, at least Canada is actually near the top. Uh, Antarctica Ever. should be the top. Antarctica is not a country. No one and no it's one officially lives in Antarctica. Everyone's only there as like a. <laughs> Everybody, yeah. There's no official like you're. You might be living there, but you're like British. So. Uh, I, I like how collectively, as the world, they just went there and went, "Woo, fucking too cold." Nobody claimed well, this no. shit. <laughs> all right, so I'll give y'all, I'll give y'all a hint. The safest country in the world is a European nation. Do you know what it is? Oh, no, because oh, I didn't think it was gonna be some shit. Well, you're actually you're you're closer than you realize. Uh, Eric, take a stab at it. I don't know, man, because uh, I was gonna say like maybe Greenland. You're so close. You are so close, Eric. Iceland? Greenland. Yes. Iceland, statistically speaking, is the safest country in the world. It's also oh. like the size of my dick. <laughs> it's it's easy to be the safest country in the world when you only have like three roads. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Do you know where the least safe country in the world is? The most dangerous say... country in the world. Probably somewhere Overall. in Africa. You are correct. Uh, Nigeria. No, not Nigeria. Mm. Dan, you want to take a stab at it? Some version of Congo. <laughs> you guys are getting closer. Look at me. Look at me. I'm the captain now. So Somalia. Uh, like a... <laughs> Yeah, it's Somalia. Somalia okay. is the answer. Statistically speaking, Somalia is the most dangerous country in the world. Iceland is the safest. The United States of America is actually near the top of the list, believe it or not. I would imagine, yes. Because we really are a decently safe nation. Like we can we could talk about all the dumb shit that goes on here and we can and we have. But really, we're not other than you know, it's it's ironic because of the coronavirus, but that's a global thing. It's not like we're plagued by horrible diseases that wipe out people we don't have excessive poverty uh we do get a lot of natural disasters but we're prepped for them unless you're texas and you're not pre- <laughs> you know i learned so much about that holy crap how bad is that infrastructure like what because there's three power grids in the country the the eastern the western and texas and and, and, and- <laughs> They didn't even want to do like, oh my god! 
to think that they could have had power had they just joined joined up with them a few years they ago. would they would have had no disaster at all if they had if they weren't by themselves that's exactly it it's all my friends that live in texas like i'm i'm so sorry you guys had to go through that we need we need Katie to come on the show and talk about the food of Texas because you know exactly what she's going to say, right? It's going to be Whataburger. It's going to be Whataburger, and that's going to be it. Just Whataburger. Yeah, that's true. Oh, uh, what's what's the other one? The Del Taco or something? Something like that. Yeah, Del Taco. They have that out west too, but I I got to get back out out west because I can try an In and Out Burger finally, or I can just wait been. for the one in Orlando to open. We actually have a big boy over here and haven't been there either. I've heard that's okay, but there's different iterations of big boy. So it's like a franchising thing. You get to name it after yourself, I think, but it's essentially always the same. Big boy. And that, that's, that's what I become when I eat big boy. <laughs> yep. I'm already a big boy. I'm a big boy, but I'm, I'm happy to be a big boy. Okay. So I know we've talked a lot about food and, and random stuff. This episode should just be called the munchies. Um, what would you say the best burger fast food chain? We've been talking about mom and pop stuff. Now let's go back to main chains, right? So we got okay. McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's. Wendy's. Uh, Having Wendy's? never tried in and out, I feel like I don't have an educated... <clears throat> Yeah, but I don't want to count that as fat as as like a quote unquote nationwide fast food burger. Right. Yeah. Um, It only exists in a handful of states. Okay. So you're talking about the big, big chains. Big chains. Big, big chains. So I have to instinctively go with Wendy's because my favorite fast food burger is the Baconator. Baconator is the shit. That was the, you know, we always stopped at Wendy's before we went to Paul's. That's right. We did, didn't we? Yeah. Every fucking time. Sometimes we're like not even in the mood to like go anywhere, but we knew that if we went to Paul's, we'd get Wendy's. So we would just go. Because there was a Wendy's on the way, right? Wasn't that the thing? <laughs> yeah. That was we the just big show thing. Up with a, just show up with Baconators, Paul, to go play D&D. <laughs> I miss that. Paul, Those I miss that. Times, if man. you're listening to this show, we, I miss that. I miss playing D&D with you. Those were good times, especially when, uh, especially because we fuck with Paul so bad because he was trying to play the game seriously and we weren't. <laughs> Do you remember the time you drunkenly DM'd? Uh, you may no. not remember that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I do not. You you decided to make a campaign, and Paul became a character instead. And because Paul knows so much about D and D lore, he like his character was like super powered. And you were just kind of just letting us do our thing because you kept getting drunker and drunker as the campaign went on. And you're like, "Oh, that's fine, guys. Go ahead and do that. I don't really care right now." <laughs> and thank God Paul took the game seriously because we probably all would have died otherwise. <laughs> Because oh, you man. didn't care what happened to us, and fuck, apparently <laughs> neither did we. So. <laughs> it's like, all right, you want to poke the dragon? Fuck it. Uh, yes, I love nerd shit. And uh, as requested by our wonderful listener and patron, Randy Moyer, 
he wanted us to do nerd-themed haikus. Does everybody know what a haiku is who's listening to this show, or should I explain it? You, for the people listening, should explain it. I'm not Googling it, whatever. It's a poem. Three stanzas, five syllables, seven syllables, five syllables. That's it. That's all it is. So here's my here was the sample that I gave for our nerd themed haiku. The Phantom Menace is not a bad film at all, but fuck Jar Jar Binks. You're gonna fuck Jar Jar Binks? You don't know my life. How about that picture of uh, you know a certain person being listed on the Obi Wan series? Yes. Did you see that, Eric? No. They show the cast list. They show the cast list for the Obi Wan series, and Ahmed Best is on it. Which means Jar Jar might be on that show. Oh God. Now, granted, he's played other characters, and there's a good chance he's playing an original character. But you know. There's the actor's name. <laughs> Misa back. So, yes, let's do some nerd-themed haikus. Who wants to be the syllable counter? Dan, I feel like that should be you, because you would be the one that would be a stickler for the rules the most. Okay, let's do it. All right. So our we have six poems to read. Our first poem comes from our friend Pinkubus, Brian, from our Among Us streams. Season 8 Ruined, my all-time favorite show, Suck It, D&D. Do we have to guess? Because I know what it is. <laughs> oh, I know what it is. You, you, we, you and I know what it is. Dan doesn't watch Game of Thrones, but we knew what he was talking well, about. Well, I, mean, I knew what it was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And it was 575, so... Yeah. I liked DB it. Wise, DB Wise and David Benoff, Benoff, which every time I saw that, I thought his name was Benoit. I'm like, David Benoit? Because that's... <laughs> yeah, that's Chris Benoit's son who's trying to become a wrestler who looks just like him. And he wants to call himself Chris Benoit Jr. and nobody wants him to do that for very obvious reasons. Yeah, even if you don't know anything about wrestling, I bet you know who that guy is. Yeah. <laughs> If you're going to do a tribute to your father, it'd be like Pegasus something, you know? Yeah. Pick another name. Wolverine or... Yeah. Good God. Uh, Brian, that was good. I'm going to give you a point, bud. Yeah, I got it. That's a point. Yep. Same. All right. Our next poem comes from Nolan. Our good friend Nolan, the, the honorary fifth horseman in our four horsemen stable. Speaking of the four horsemen, because it's always you, me, and Paul, where the hell is Josh, and why isn't he part of this group and actively joining us on one of these episodes? We need Josh to come on and tell monorail stories. I think that needs to happen, because the monorail stories are the best. And Dan, you don't even have to have worked at Disney to appreciate a good monorail story. Yeah, that's true. I watched the episode of The Simpsons that was written. Exactly. Exactly. All right, Josh, we're making this happen, bud, whether you like it or not. All right, so here's Nolan's nerd poem. No one can deny, with the master sword in hand, that Link is the shit. Eric, I know you're going to appreciate this one. Uh, It's already got a point for me. (laughs) 
It it was 575, so in case you were wondering. I'll give it a point. I mean, not, I mean, I, I know shit. I just, you know, I don't play the games. Like, it's not important to, it's not important to me. I never played any Sonic the Hedgehog games growing up, but I know Sonic the Hedgehog stuff. Like, that's just yeah. it, right? You still yeah. know the thing. It's because you never played it. Yeah. Good job, Nolan. Three points to Nolan. Okay. From our resident, for speaking of, speaking of D&D, not that D&D. That Brian just told to suck it. But Dungeons and Dragons D&D. This is from Obed. The uh, new resident dungeon master. Sorry, I can't join your quest, dude. Don't have time. A bright blue police box. That's how you'll know the doctor. Is here, Alonzi. 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 Okay, I lost count there. I think the first line... It was actually 675. Yeah, that's 675. Yeah, he should have just cut out uh, cut out bright or even cut out the A. Uh, Does A I count? Will... Well, yeah, it's, it's syllable based. So, yeah, it does count. I mean, you can still you can do what you want with it, Eric. You don't you can assign whatever you want to it. I'm not giving it a point, though, because it did not follow the haiku rules. I'm sorry. Yes, unfortunately, I would have I might have even earmarked it otherwise. But. So wait, you're not giving it a point either? No, heartless bastards. It's not a haiku. It's not a haiku. Okay, you're right. (laughs) Even though I damn it, peer pressure. (laughs) Damn peer pressure. Peer pressure. Sorry, Obed. All right, let's try the next one. This is from Jay Winger, podcast host, part of the Among Us group, patron, and IT guy. We got to have him on here to tell IT stories. Oh, we could tell tons of... We should have... We should just... Every time somebody comes on the show, we should just be like, tell us about your shitty job and what kind of shit you deal with. And tell stories. All right. Try turning it off and turning it back on again. So here's Jay's haiku. Consoles or PC, no matter the way you play, video games rule. It fits the haiku, and it's true. I give it a point. Point. I give it an earmark. Ah, an earmark from Dan. The three point points for me. an earmark from Dan. Okay. Um. Okay, so here's Randy Moyer's entry. The game creator. <clears throat> Hello, Master Luke. What a lovely drink you have. Does it taste like piss? I don't know what's happening here. Is it the blue milk? I I think that's what they're going for. Is Ray talking to Luke with the the milk? I'm pretty sure that's now, an episode. Now, yeah, now now that you say that, it's actually pretty fucking funny. 
Is he drinking the blue, blue milk when they... It was the green milk, actually. It was green milk? Yeah, because that's how they came up with the blue and green milk gimmick for uh, the Star Wars land. Batu in uh, Hollywood Studios. You can get blue or green milk. Which is actually a juicy concoction that you can also get mixed with alcohol. Uh, Shad and I both got the alcohol versions, of course. What does it taste like? Don't say milk. <laughs> uh, one of them is coconut. That's yeah, a hard pass. <laughs> well, we only got the alcohol one, so one of them was like a coconut rum, and the other one was like a tequila. So okay, all right. They're they're but both very not, good. Th- are, is it actual dairy in there? Is there dairy? No, in there? it's like it's just it's just a it's just a, a fruity drink. That okay. But it's but does it's it got have that like that chalky look to it. Yes, it does. So it actually looks like you're drinking milk. There's no dairy in it whatsoever. You know how dangerous that would be to serve a dairy drink like that in fucking Orlando? <laughs> Good God. I, not the worst thing that yeah, happened you in Orlando. In the next five minutes, otherwise, you're going to have otherwise a bad you're gonna, yeah, People have a bad time anyway drinking. Sh- <laughs> like when we would have people pass out in the heat and we'd be like, did you eat or drink anything today? They're like, yeah, I had a popsicle and a Coke. I'm like, that's why you're on the fucking ground. <laughs> Because it's 95 fucking degrees. That happened all the time. All the time. Dude, it was worse. It was was just ridiculous. That was one thing I liked about Inno is we never dealt with people with heat stroke because we were inside an air conditioning. But at the safari, at the hottest park, in the queue line that's completely outdoors, it happened all the time. Yeah. Uh, This very gross entry will get a point from me. Yeah, it works. Uh, yeah, uh, point for me as well. And now for our final poem from Race Nerd Podcast host and patron Matt Hardman. Loki the trickster. He procured the space stone. Loki puny god. Yeah. If it's... Uh, he procured the space stone is only six. The space stone? He procured the space stone. That's six. Space is only one? Space? Space. I guess. Stone's only one, too? Jeez. Yeah, Space Stone. That's two syllables. Well, you fucked well, up. So close. I, I can't. I have to follow my own rule. I can't give this a point either. Not a haiku. Not a haiku. Fuck the rules. No point, though. <laughs> <laughs> hey, arbitrary rules are arbitrary. If you really well, wanted to give that a point, of- you could have. Yeah, but it's like one of those things where it's like, yeah, but the the rule is kind of like the thing, right? Like, it's not a haiku, so like, you can't really right, overcome then, that. Because then you can't you, be like, you, "What's your favorite color?" and be like, "Uh, pizza," and then be correct. Well, I like pizza. I'm giving that a point because <laughs> that was funny. Because now everybody else is going to submit something stupid too. Yeah, and everyone else can be like, "I could count to potato," and you're just like, "Like, good for you." No points. Like potato, such a terrible color. All right. Anyway, <laughs> sometimes potatoes are a terrible color. So, <laughs> hey, 
Hey, I still say I still say that the Redskins shouldn't have changed their name. They should have just changed the logo to a potato. Yeah. I stand by that. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> All right, so we have four poems. Dan has earmarked the consoles or PC poem. I would like to give my uh, my point to that one as well. Okay, so Eric will award a bonus point. Dan, are you sticking with that one? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to give my bonus point to Season 8 Sucked, my all-time favorite show, Suck It, D&D. <laughs> so Brian will get a bonus point from me. Jay will get two bonus points. And then Randy and Nolan will get their three points. Okay. So we have postulated the question, and now we're going to theorize the answer. What if Lord Voldemort, one of the shittiest villains ever who didn't make any of our lists, by the way, because he's really not that good of a villain. Uh, what if he actually had succeeded in books one or two or any of them, really? What would have been his next move? So let's let's tackle this. Uh, the obvious thing here is Voldemort would have gotten access to the Sorcerer's Stone. Yes. All right. So, Dan, what's the power of the Sorcerer's Stone? Well, it could do many things, but what he wanted it for is it's the main ingredient in making the Elixir of Life. But only one person alive in the entire universe knows how to do it, Nicholas Flamel. So, does he go look for Nicholas Flamel, or does he come out to Snape early to tell him he's back and hope that Snape, being the best potion guy he knows, can figure it out? Well, that's the thing, though, is Snape was never working for Voldemort in reality, so... Well, he was for a while, and then when things started to fall apart. Right? Right, but, but Lily was already dead by this point, so... Yes, Lily's dead. So, yeah, so does Voldemort... So, I think, I think that's the snag, right? Is if, if he's relying on Snape, he doesn't succeed, because Snape wouldn't have done it. Snape I mean, would have outed him to Dumbledore and while he was still in a weak form, and Dumbledore probably would have taken care of him. Taking him out? Well, I mean, he still would have had to have gone for the Horcruxes, but at least he would have more time to do it. Right. Maybe they could have actually entrapped him. If, if he was still on Quirrell's head, they could have just imprisoned Quirrell. I mean, that was the only reason he was latched onto him, right? Otherwise, he was basically just a spooky form. Because yeah, he was feeding off unicorn blood and stuff, right? Just try to stay alive. To try to stay alive. And he, he couldn't have died, but he couldn't have also... Which cursed him, because killing such a pure animal as the unicorn to stay alive is another atrocity that further makes you worse. Yeah. And mentally and emotionally and stuff. So he was doing this to stay alive, but it was also further corrupting him. So, yeah, so, like, what does he do? Does he do that, or does he try to find Nicholas Flamel? Well, we already know that he couldn't have succeeded by killing Harry, because if he had, all he would have done was just killed the Horcrux. And then Harry would have lived twice. Yeah, Harry would have still lived. So... Where things are more interesting is if he succeeds in book two, then Voldemort is back, but he is his 16-year-old self. Yes. That's true. So, so what <laughs> happens there? That's a, that, I think that's actually a better question. 
So what's they? I mean, does he clearly his like sixteen year old self? But does it erase all of his memories back until that time? Like, what would have happened? Would he in, had his memories intact? Could they just been like, "Hey, that was well, a spell I, that I went wrong" so. or something? No, I don't think so because his if it part of his soul was in the diary. Then yeah, he you know, only he knows about Harriet stuff because she wrote to him about it, right? Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, so he only knows the stuff he knew through being sixteen and everything that has been written to him since. So he would have risen. He would have been back, but then, yeah, you're right. He might not. Also, well, also, the whole thing is all about Lucius Malfoy takes his friend's old diary and just throws it in her cauldron to just troll somebody. He doesn't know it's the diary and part of his soul is in it and it's going to do all this shit. He was just fucking with the family he hates. Yeah, because he's a bigger dick. <laughs> <laughs> like, jeez. I always made an excellent that, uh, villain. <laughs> I always love that Jason Isaacs is the, the scientist in Armageddon who explains how they have to destroy the asteroid. He's also Lucius Malfoy. You know, what happens if you put a firecracker on your hand and you light it? You burn your hand. But if you wrap your hand around the same firecracker, well, now your wife's going to be opening all your pickle jaws for the rest of your life. (laughs) So, are you saying we'd blow this thing up from the inside? That's exactly what he's saying, dumbass. (laughs) So, does 16-year-old Lord Voldemort rise as a separate person? Or... Does he merge with the well, old... Like all his 40-year-old old friends, are they going to follow the 16-year-old? Well, they might. They them. might, actually, because he's younger and could be considered more powerful. He would have had a longer lifespan, so they might be more loyal to, to him that way. There's a possibility. I mean, they were... a lot. The, the more psychotic ones, who, although they claim they ne- their loyalty never wavered, but some of them absolutely would have come back to him. I mean, let's not forget that Wormtail and uh, and uh, what's his name? Barty Crouch Jr. were still loyal to him, even through everything, while he was still an entity, so you know he had at least two. Yeah, that's it's an interesting question, isn't it? And he still breaks out Bellatrix? Yeah, he probably would have, because it probably would have had an easier time doing it because of the fact that he's younger and doesn't look like Voldemort. Well, I'm pretty sure he would look like uh, his younger self. I feel like the... Tim Tim Joke. That's my name. (laughs) And I am Lord Voldemort. And Voldemort had no plot line in book three, yeah. right? Because that's all focused on Sirius. And book four, he actually succeeds in coming back. He actually succeeds. <laughs> so there's no, there's no question after that. So yeah, uh, th- this is the real question here. What, ha- what if Voldemort succeeded? It's a good, I think it's a really good question. Much more difficult okay. for him. So, than- so we'll, we'll go to book one, nothing, because clearly he wouldn't know how to make the fucking elixir. Book one, I think he would have gotten stalled out. I think book one would have 
he would have been kind of successful, but all he would have actually done is stalemated himself and at very most eliminated a Horcrux, which means that while they were seeking out other Horcruxes eventually, guess what else? They would have been already down one <laughs> because one was already gone. So. Okay. And then the, the other one, action. we just don't know what his memory state would have been. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. That follow a sixteen-year-old. Well, yeah, but like at that point, what? Like, well, does that also create a paradox? If he rises as a sixteen-year-old self, but the real Voldemort was still out there, what happens when they meet? Can they merge? Like, I mean, that probably be it, right? He searches for the the husk of himself, right? Right. That's probably what it would be. And then they would merge, and he would probably become refines again. Damn. That might actually work. What, but like, be an what if time where he's a sixteen-year-old hanging out in Hogwarts for a couple of days? Well, at that point, what if he didn't want to merge? Right, like, what if the sixteen-year-old didn't want to merge, and now they're like trying to defend or like protect him from himself? Oh, and then there's a Death Eater civil war between those. Or the problem just solves itself because. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll say this Fred would have lived <laughs> Fred would have lived yeah so I feel like this is like an Indiana Jones type of thing where like even if he wasn't there the same outcome would have happened <laughs> like he didn't need to be there <laughs> Yeah. Like, no matter, like, there's no way he could have won. Really. So so I think the general consensus is even if he had succeeded, he still would have failed. Yeah, he would have had to, his best bet was waiting until, like, waiting for Goblet of Fire stuff to happen. Yeah. Because at least he got four years of raining hell before he died. Oh, it's such a, it's such an interesting theory, though. All right. So here's what I want you guys to do. I want you guys to submit a couple of uh, some of your favorite fan theories or even uh, a postulation. Let us discuss it on the show. Let us have some nerd out fan theories. Um, you know, the, the fan theory that I still stick to to this day, even though I know you can you can technically break it down in the films and challenge it. But I've always stood by the one that James Bond is not the guy's name. It's a code name. Because it can make sense. It's a very plausible fan theory. So every James Bond Bond is James Bond. (laughs) Yes, it's a code name. But but somebody also pointed out that if he was really an international spy, he wouldn't be gleefully going around telling people his real name. So there's also the one where Roger Moore goes to the grave of George Lazenby's wife. Yes. <laughs> yep. So, yeah. Who well, was re- who was given a, who uh, there was a revenge mission over with Sean Connery. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean 
it's not a theory that will prove to be true, but it's one that I think would have made sense if it. I guess we'll find out when the next movie comes out because there's going to be the is. place for a little bit. Hold up, theory, theory, right? Most are British actors, so what if James Bond is a Time Lord? Yeah, I've heard that one too. <laughs> yep, I've heard that one too. Uh, entirely possible. So, what would his name be? If he's the doctor, what would his one be? Well, he wouldn't be the doctor because he uses guns, so this is an alternate universe? A shooter? No, he's just, he's just, he's a Time Lord. He's, he's James Bond. That's his name. Yeah. That's his his name, name is goes. Bond. His time doctor, it's Bond. James Bond. Okay. <clears throat> So uh, I also like the meme I saw in the group about Grand Moff Tarkin being like, what really chats my ass is that everyone forgets I'm the main villain. I destroyed Alderaan. What did Vader do? All he did was kill a retired teacher and lose the plan, sir. (laughs) That's so good. But but in A New Hope, Tarkin actually is the main villain of A New Hope. Vader is the main villain of the, the franchise as a whole, but it's really Tarkin... Vader's starring in Empire, and then the Emperor himself is the big villain in Jedi. But really, Vader Vader's the main villain of Empire, but yeah, you, you can't discount Tarkin. Not even Tar- the beginning either. It's the freaking, what, what's his face? We talked about last week in my list. That actor, Julian, whatever. Julian Glover. Julian Glover, yeah, because he's the guy that, that wins the Battle of Hoth. Yeah, he did. General Veers. Yes. One of the few Imperial officers who does not meet an on-screen demise. Admiral Ozzel gets the life choked out of him, and then Admiral Piet has a spaceship fly right into him. <laughs> Literally into him. All oh, shitty ways to go. <laughs> I loved that scene in episode 8, by the way, when I realized what she was doing, I was like, I've always wanted this to happen in a sci-fi movie! Yo, that's... Uh, the, where but... she goes to light speed through the ship? Through the ship, yeah, I was like, I've always wanted so because like that is perfect. That's space kamikaze. Like, why hasn't that happened in every sci-fi movie ever? Why did it take until t- 2017 for that shit to I'm, happen in a movie? I'm just happy it happened. But that, yeah, I admit, like watching that in the theaters when when the fucking sound went away. <laughs> oh, that was the best part, <laughs> dude. I even liked the um. The death charges in uh, Attack of the Clones when it first launches and the wave comes out first before the sound hits and you're just like, oh shit, when you realize what an explosion it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, I love stuff like that. And yeah, we need a. Because seriously, we, it's thing I always thought of like, why doesn't. Like when something's dire, why don't they just go to light speed right through an enemy vehicle, an enemy ship? And then she fucking did it. I was like, I've been thinking about that for like 15 years. I've been waiting for the thing to happen, and finally somebody let the thing happen. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, yeah, good sci fi stuff. Well, we have some sci-fi to talk about on this show. 
So here's what's going to happen, everybody. At this point of the show, if you are not caught up on WandaVision, I recommend you turn off this podcast, go to Disney+, Plus, watch WandaVision until the series finale, and then turn the podcast back on and finish listening to us. Because we are about to discuss the series finale, ninth episode of WandaVision. You have been warned. This is your last warning. Turn us off now, because we are about to spoil WandaVision. I couldn't believe it turned out that Vision was Wanda's dad all along. Mm, goodness. <laughs> oh, real quick, because I've always wondered this. <clears throat> What's more annoying? Uh, people who spoil shit online are annoying, obviously. But are you guys get annoyed with the people who do the LOL, here's my fake spoiler? Like, thinking that they're funny? I think that's stupid. And maybe it's just because everybody does it now. I think it's dumb. What I think, I don't mind... No, wait. Uh, spoilers online suck. But I appreciate the people who put spoilers in a format that you wouldn't understand unless you've seen it. Have you ever seen, like, the stuff without context and that they're fucking hysterical? Yes, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like for WandaVision's episode last week, I saw WandaVision eight, episode eight spoilers without context. And one of the pictures was a lady walking two dogs. <laughs> it's like, OK, that's pretty damn funny. It was. Oh, my God. OK, can we get can we actually get into the spoilers now? All right, take us through Dan. You're our resident expert on this topic. Take us through what happens the final episode of WandaVision. So we get a quick uh, recap, and it starts with the very ending of the previous episode. Oh, that's chaos magic. You're the Scarlet Witch. And she's got the boys. The big reveal, right? Yeah. And she said it. She said the Scarlet Witch. Blah, 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 blah. And then the boys end up escaping and she sends him to the house. She crashes a car into her. And you think that's it. And then Vision shows up and then the white Vision shows up and they start fighting. And, okay. Oh, my goodness. Then things get crazy. <laughs> Dude, the whole fucking episode was insane. It was so good. <laughs> There was so much fan service this episode. It was like, so one, I really appreciate after she got hit by the car and you looked and you saw the fucking witch's boots. Yeah, dude, fucking straight out. <laughs> A Wizard of oh, Oz. I, oh, man. I kind of geeked out for that. I'm not going to lie. I kind of <laughs> geeked out for that. The Wizard of Oz is like 100 years old almost now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and then I... There's so many. One, let's all. I think we we all agree. There's gonna be a season two. There has to be. Well, yeah, the know. way they left it. The is way they it, left it. But is there gonna be another one division, or is she gonna appear in a future format? Th- it well, might I mean, be in a, a different story altogether. But there's so much that's left untold. Like, you know, Rambo, um, the White Vision. Uh, like just everything, it's everything. Well, I mean, Wanda's gonna do, I'm guessing. So, the post credit scene is 
Wanda's living an idyllic life in the middle of nowhere in a cabin, but, oh, that's only a fake version of her. The real version of her is reading the Darkhold like it's crack cocaine. <laughs> Which I'm guessing is what leads us to the multiverse of madness. So I was going to ask you about that because I'm not familiar with the the comic book storyline. And you guys obviously are. So, yeah, explain what's happening in those two post-credit scenes. One, I think I pretty much figured out, Captain Marvel. That one seemed pretty obvious. Yes, I think it's going to be her showing up in Captain Marvel, too. Yes. Okay. Because it was, but, yeah. yeah. Someone comes up to Monica and says, well, first we see uh, Agent Wu is doing really, really good leading things now. And everyone's like, oh, and then a woman walks up and tells uh, Monica to that, they, that they're ready for you in the, in the theater. She walks in. No one's there. The, the lady turns into a scroll and is like, we're ready for you, whatever. And we're going to send you there. And you're like, where? And you're like, up there. And she's like, oh, my God, I'm going to space. Space. I'm in space. 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 It's one of my all-time favorite video game endings. <laughs> I'm in space. Absolutely. So I think that's going to be her showing up in 2, uh, my Captain Marvel 2. So that's it for her. And then the, the post-credit was, yeah, it was that she's reading the Darkhold. Please explain that to me. So Darkhold cool. is one of many mystical books, but it is the uh, most evilest one. Yeah. Uh, Pretty accurate. And, and no good can come of it, which is uh, going to be probably what happens with Multiverse of Madness with her and Doctor Strange. So, yeah, I looked up to see like what Wanda's powers are, and I could not <laughs> believe she could do could... pretty much whatever she wants. She's so at, at, at a certain points, they make Wanda like the center focus of everything marvel everything that's ever happened was because of her yeah she every she is the universe one time because of her yep every single mutant to stop having powers some died because of it or like just retcon mutants altogether and shit yep no it, more mutants yep and and then the whole like Dude, her fight, she's basically the reality stone. Yeah, she is that. Yeah. Well, it was, it's, it's even mentioned, like, even the part where uh, she sneaks up on Agatha at the point and goes into her memories of her getting tied to the stake. And she's like, this isn't going to go the way you think because all of the other witches realize who she is and they all go for her instead of Agatha. Because they yeah. realize, yeah, you are magic completely unchecked and you didn't earn it through study or anything and you there's just like you could do anything without even thinking about it and it's just too dangerous what did she actually do to agatha at the end she's like i'm going to turn you into the neighbor so what did she actually do because she erased her own reality just completely completely destroyed her uh mentally ah okay she literally thinks that she's agnes and she lives in that town Right, so everybody else is back to normal now and free, except for her. I just, I love how there's a part of Jersey that just fucking hates her now. Oh, yeah. 
It's okay because it's like the shittiest shit part of Jersey. <laughs> really? It took place in Patterson? Yeah, I said wow. it. Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. I didn't realize Westview was in Sussex County. I could say that because I grew up there. But yeah, no, if you ever look to see like what her power set is, it's it's stupid. Like yeah. I thought Reed Richards was dumb, but the whole the whole premise of like her being the universe, basically. Or like her is the, the reason the universe like is the way it is is because of her. So yeah. 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 She's like the whole reason uh, like the fact that she could just wipe out all mutants. Think about that. And not wipe them out. Just be like, no, you, you don't exist anymore. You don't, be, you don't, you, like they, it never happened. Dude, Endgame would have been a much shorter ending if she had a better grasp on her powers. Because as soon as she got in front of Thanos, she could have just wiped him out. And she almost did. She was crushing him to death. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Her, her and Captain Marvel could have done it alone, but they both fucked up. Yeah, yeah, agreed. There is. If they yeah. only communicated and just teamed up a little better. Those <laughs> two, they, they didn't need the rest of the Avengers. It could have just been those two. Don't get me wrong. I'm happy we got those fucking scenes. <laughs> no, no, no. Give me that one. You get the little one. <laughs> whole freaking end game was amazing um okay so here here's some more of the uh the questions here we know that we know that the kids were created as part of the reality so did she wipe them as well they're uh will they show up again i mean maybe they're her kids they exist in her and then so i i honestly believe we could get what's his name mefesto yeah mefesto yeah yeah, yeah. I honestly believe that we could probably get him if, like, the reality stuff happens again because of the book. Well, yeah, I mean, we're talking about there's got to be some reason in the Multiverse of Madness movie, right? So, yeah, it's going to lead to him or Dormammu or something, right? So, so expect some more obscure villains to, like, come out uh, that are, we're just gonna like fangirl over. <laughs> uh, so we just, uh, we just don't know which one yet. <laughs> among the things that happen is the visions are fighting, and then uh, fake vision number one proposes uh, a thought experiment, and they discuss, and he the white vision just leaves. Yeah, the white vision, white vision still exists because he's in reality. Yeah, he says, I am the vision, and he just takes off. So, here's what, like, I'm thinking about this. He has... He's around. He's around. It is vision. It's the soulless vision. Yeah. It, he's very logical. I don't think he's going to turn Ultron on anybody. But... Yes, but wrong person gives the right argument he could go all Ultron correct it's the but issue. he's also he's, he's not going to settle down and have a family he's too neutral at this point this, this yeah. 
He's neither good or he's bad. In the, he's in the middle of the grid of that nine picture grid. He's true yes. neutral. True neutral. Yeah. Well, there's a, that's the thing about that kind of thing because there's true neutral are all about keeping the neutrality. So a true neutral would be okay with killing thousands of people to bring things back to neutral. Right. You can get them to kill all those evil people, but they're also going to kill all the good people too. Because they have to keep the balance. They're obsessed with balance. Isn't that almost kind of what Thanos was? Was he wanted balance? No. Thanos was just thinking too small. Instead of like, oh, let me wipe out half of civilization. And like, whoa, why don't, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why don't you like double or triple all the resources, man? Like, the fuck's your problem? Why you got to kill half of everything? So he was like, uh, like, like neutral evil, kind of. He could have done anything he wanted to. He had all gems. He could have easily made it so there was enough stuff or whatever. Yeah. Dude, I could have made it where I want to. We should do we should do one of those grids for the show as like a as like a little segment. We'll take a we'll cut. We'll have the nine the nine segments and then we'll pick like a. A a hero and a villain for each one. Right. We'll we'll pick we'll figure out which nine people in that franchise fit in there and then I'll actually make the graphic and post it in the Facebook group. Okay. I already know who my chaotic neutral is gonna be. If we do it for Marvel? Deadpool. Or just <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah. Cha- chaotic neutral is Deadpool. So, so we have the white vision is is out in the wind somewhere. Out there, right. Um the people get she realizes what she's done and Agatha's all antagonizing her and she does let the people go and she realizes that they're she's literally torturing them at this moment. So she lets them go, tells them to leave. And then they start fighting again. It's cool stuff. Uh my favorite thing is when they're doing like the final fight and you see her like doing stuff and it's quote unquote missing and hitting the hex. And then it's revealed that she was drawing the protection runes on the walls. Oh, man. Such she a good her fucking own. scene, man. Thanks which, for the knowledge. <laughs> which, which is funny because in the comics, Agatha teaches, is kind of like a teacher to Scarlet Witch. And uh, so it's kind of like they play on it very well uh, in my book. I thought they did an excellent job with that. Yeah, she uses it back on her. Oh man, you see, only the witch who drew the runes can use their magic. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) thanks for the lesson. Well, that's what I thought was originally going to happen. Was she was just going to leave a little bit of space with those runes still there? That way, she would just stay in that state forever. But I think Agatha eventually will break out of that spell. Yeah. Yeah. We're not done with her. If she's no. still alive, then you're not done with her. Even if she's dead. Yeah, you're still not done with her. Yeah. So, I mean, Vision Vision was dead. Vision was dead, dead. So, like, her power is that she could take the power of other witches. And they probably thought she was the Scarlet Witch, but then but she realized she was. Oh, real quick, can we just appreciate that Darcy Lewis gets one scene and it's fucking hysterical? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, the sword people come in and they freaking got their guns drawn at the boys. Like, what the fuck? So then 
they're like, uh, yeah, so like you guys know your powers, so just fucking go, right? And so Speed just takes all their weapons. Wiccan's doing stuff. And then the fucking dude gets out of gets out of his car, pulls out his fucking pistol, starts shooting the boys, but Monica shows up and it just phases through her and they die right after her, and then Wiccan stops the last one. So I gotta ask, because I'm not familiar too familiar with like what Monica can do at this point. Which version of her do you think we got? Because I don't know I don't know which one has the ability to like phase through stuff, you know? Like like uh that's one of her abilities is to do her density shifts or whatever. I'm still thinking she's probably spectrum. But and then when he realizes he can't shoot him, he decides to just run him over. But then Darcy just fucking crashes right into him. And then she's like, have fun in prison. <laughs> also, can we point? Yeah, that's true. That was such a fucking funny scene. But like, you're going to try to run over a speedster in a car. I don't think he was thinking. <laughs> I don't think he was thinking about that. I think all he was thinking was, I'm going to run this sh- these fucking little kids over. Yeah. So somebody oh, then- not overly familiar with comic books, I got to say that I friggin have loved everything that the MCU has done. L- like literally all of it. Even even the stuff that I thought was weaker, like Thor the Dark World, I still liked it. It's like the Pixar thing, right? Like the worst Pixar movie is Cars 2, but I still enjoy it. It's just that it's the worst movie when it's compared to the other stuff that Pixar's done. This is this is one of those franchises where I can honestly say it has gotten better once like Disney bought it. Mm-hmm. Once Disney has it, uh had it, or got it, rather, it just performs so well. But I will say there were a couple of things before Disney had their hands in it that were not great. Yeah, I agree. Nothing's infallible, right? Like that's just it, right? They because I remember they mentioned that they was a there was a great video I, I watched a long time ago. I don't think it exists anymore because game trailers takes a lot of their old top ten lists down when new content comes out. But they had talked about the top ten best and worst Zelda villains, and that was the thing that they said. They're like Zelda's such a great franchise, but it's not infallible. They've had shitty villains, and they list they list off who the shitty villains are like the angler fish in Link's awakening, which Eric can relate to because it's just a big fish that moves up and down and you can literally kill it. You can spam it. You can spam its weak point and kill it in five seconds. And it's, and it's out of eight dungeons. It's the fourth level boss too. Like that's the worst part about it. (laughs) The best part about that fight is literally the sound that he makes when he's dying. Cause all you hear is bow, bow, bow. That's, that was pretty much it. That's the whole fight right there. Yeah. And he's done. That's why I like in the remake, they actually made him a, a little bit harder. And glad that they did stuff like that. They actually made some of the challenges. But like, although had they just kept him as simple, I think I would have appreciated it the same. Yeah. But like, like I said, Marvel's not infallible. They're even with how good that they've been doing They're They were never going to get everything right. I mean, 
even even if you can take out the fact that they replaced Edward Norton as the Incredible Hulk, I didn't think the Incredible Hulk standalone movie was that good. I thought it was. I actually, I actually really like it. Still, like I I always like when I do my rewatch, I go, oh well, Hulk's next, and then I was like, wait, this is actually pretty good. It's... I, I didn't really like it, but okay, but yeah, but like Thor: The Dark World, I wasn't a big fan of. I mean, I didn't rave about Captain Marvel like other people did. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't, you know, because but then there's like Captain America, the Winter Soldier, which is like the the best friggin movie. Winter Soldier was amazing. Winter Soldier is phenomenal. It might actually be my favorite MCU movie overall. It oh, man, it's not mine, but that's because I wanted comic book movies to be a thing for so long and none of they're all great but none of them have that comic book feel with the exception of one to me and that's ragnarok oh ragnarok okay ragnarok was phenomenal too yeah ragnarok just feels so much like a fucking just a a comic I realized what I loved it ended up loving about Ragnarok was the fact that I thought the first Thor movie was okay, and then I was underwhelmed by the Dark World. So when Ragnarok came out and it was another Thor movie, the fact that it ended up just blowing me away was like, yes, more of this, please. Plus, That's I mean, what we, I'm talking we got about Hulk versus Thor. <laughs> He's a friend from work. Oh man, even, the look on Loki's face where he's just like, oh my god. <laughs> oh, and like Thor's beating his ass and he's like, yeah, that's what it feels like! Yeah. <laughs> that was such a good scene too, yeah. <laughs> and that's the other thing. Endgame will always be top tier, but it's never going to be like, the top tier because as good as it was, there were just, I, I think overall there were better stories, but Endgame features my all-time favorite comic book movie scene which is the final fight scene. Because tell me that wasn't exactly what we needed this whole time. Yeah. Was just everybody in one place fighting an army and just kicking ass. And that's exactly what it should have been. There was a particular scene in there that was, uh, it felt forced to me. that didn't need to be in there. We've talked about that, yeah. We, yeah. we talked about that. The Mandalorian did the all-female team up better than Marvel did. And I will die by that sword. Uh, I'll die yeah. on the hill. Because Mandalorian took four female characters and put them in a natural setting with a natural setup that they didn't actually need to like. Right, like, like that's the thing, right? They didn't is, uh, showcase them. That's what it was. They didn't showcase them. They didn't have to. It happened naturally. It wasn't a forced thing. You can tell that scene was forced, that they just threw it in there because it didn't make any sense for the rest of the rest of everything else. Had they just been sprinkled in and just like everybody else was, that would have been fucking great. Yeah. We've talked about that on a previous episode, so I'm not going to go ape on it here, but I do agree that like, yeah, there are definitely stuff that, uh, sometimes some people do it better. And, it's you can make something like that happen without actually making it a thing. They did it in the previous movie. I even talked about that before, too. Where Natasha and Okoye is fighting Proxima Midnight in the 
And right. but that one didn't. That one still didn't seem as forced. Because it saying, wasn't forced. I was saying they did it better in that. Oh yeah. Because it wasn't forced. And that's just it. We we and we. I'll say this a million times. I love female empowerment, and love strong female characters. I want to see more of them. But I also want to see them in scenes that don't feel like it's forced. You can have it be a natural thing. You know, like with the new Star Wars trilogy, say whatever you want about it, but it was nice and easy to just throw in a female main character. They never once made it so that it was Rey was a top female who needed to be showcased. It just happened to be a girl that the stuff happened to, right? And that was all it needed to be. And it worked. So, yeah, just more more of that stuff. You know what I want to see? I want to see want to see movie for us, man, like for for ugly people. Put some ugly people in major roles. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Some ugly people with large belly. Oh, you know what? There was a superhero movie with an ugly fat guy. And it was the Watchmen. <laughs> Night Owl 2 was an ugly fat guy. I need a superhero movie starring Jack Black and Josh Gad and Seth Rogen. Oh well, my mean, god. There is the movie with uh Oh, uh, it's Green Hornet? Rain, Rain Wilson and the Super, I think it's called, or whatever. Shut up, crime. <laughs> oh, oh man. All right. Well, looks so like- there you go, guys. We you can you can now turn the podcast back on. We're done with Wandavision. There's still more we can talk about too. Like holy shit. Yeah, but we're also done with this week's episode. So you know, I'm just saying. And we've talked a lot about food on the show. So what what sounds good to everybody right now? Chinese food. Ah, there you go, buddy. There you go. I had Sheets for lunch. Sheets is the superior gas station food chain. Uh, Wawa and Quick Check can suck it. Sheets is the best. Listen, I don't want to hear it. All we have is a Speedway. Speedway? Yeah, Speedway's not even a good franchise. Right? Uh, G and Circle K, at least. Yeah. But guys, check out all the other cool stuff happening on CKCC Radio. Uh, with my new work schedule and a little bit of time off coming up here soon, I'm going to be putting together a website so you guys can just access the website and access all the episodes of all the podcasts organized by podcast. That's not something I can do on the actual individual feeds without paying money that I do not have. Because to split it up with Podbean, it would cost like hundreds of dollars a month to actually have the feed split, and I just can't do that. But if I put everything on a website and organize it like that, then it doesn't matter what order the feed's in. We can put backlog episodes up and everything. Uh, coming in the next uh, next week, we'll air Nerd Table on a Monday morning, as usual. But after that, the Nerd Table is going to start moving to Sunday mornings at 7 a.m. So you can kick off your Sunday with us. You can listen to us on the way to church. And then you will probably get struck down. <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, listen, put it this way. If you listen to us on the way to church, then you'll be forgiven for all the stuff that you're about to hear. <laughs> 
Then you're going to listen to us on the way back from church, and then probably back at home for another hour or so. <laughs> but you can, you can, if you if you do that on the way home, you can just repent and next week for the previous episode. But yes, we're going to be moving to uh, Sunday mornings because we're actually going to start. We record these episodes on Saturdays, but with my new work schedule, I will have off on Fridays, as do Dan and Eric. So it just makes sense to move it up a day. Freeze up our Saturdays to do other things. Um, as far as other scheduling changes, uh, the Stupid Sexy Podcast, where Dan and I review every Simpson ever, is now running on a two-night-a-week schedule. You can listen to us Fridays and Mondays at 7 p.m. Now, that will be within two weeks as well. You're still going to get the Friday night episodes, but they're dropping a little later because we've been recording them on the Friday evenings. We'll get that done earlier in the day, so then we can schedule it for a 7 p.m. drop time. But Monday at 7 p.m., you'll be able to listen to the next Stupid Sexy podcast. Already recorded in the can and scheduled and ready to go. Monday at 7 p.m. Uh, and then, of course, Mondays mornings at 9 a.m. is when you can listen to one of Matt Derline's two podcasts, either the A Show or by the numbers on alternating Mondays. On Sunday nights, you can check out one of Jeff Trellowitz's podcasts, either Ranking Tracks or Real Paranormal Talk, whichever one Jeff chooses to upload that week. Those are, again, alternating weeks. And we're going to start scheduling episodes of J Bunny's Music Hub to drop on Wednesday evenings. So you'll have that to look forward to in the middle of the week. As far as Race Nerd Podcast and Bored to Death Bingecast, those drop whenever the guys have time to do it. So still continue to see, probably see Bored to Death Bingecast probably on Saturdays. And more than likely, you're still going to get your Race Nerd Podcast during the week. That seems to be when Matt has the time to do it. But Motivational Moves will still be the first Monday of every month. So that is not changing at all. And then, of course, listen to the Blake and Sal show. Listen to United We Fan podcast with Mark and Brian. And Sick Minds of Matt and Eric. If you want to hear even more of Eric than you've already heard. And I know you do. I know you do. Uh, what do you guys got planned for this week, Eric? Uh, or do you so just kind of do what we, we do just here, just improv? Yeah, yeah we just kind of just improv. Uh, we, we did have uh, the Superman versus Goku. Uh, I, we plan on doing a, another one with some anime characters pretty soon. But we actually didn't record an episode yesterday. We're going to try to do it today. So I don't know. We actually might be down one this week. Once I get that website up, I'll put your stuff on our feed, too, so you'll be able to get even more listeners. You won't be able to track your listeners, though, but I can put it up there if you'd like. I don't know. Yeah. We'll, we'll let, leave that up to you if that's how you want to do it. Yeah, no, I mean, it'll ahead, definitely it get up there. I don't need to see who's listening. As long as there's people listening, I think uh, that, that's all that matters. Like, I know people listen to this show because I see our numbers are actually really high. I, I know I know at least a couple hundred people listen to the nerd table. I just don't know who any of them are because only six of them play the game when I post it. So I don't know where the other rest of y'all are. I can tell a couple hundred people are listening every week, but I don't know where the hell the rest of y'all are. So there you go. But eh, I think that just about plugged everything. The website will also have plugs to the Twitch channel twitch.tv slash ckcc online where dan is attempting a daily stream doing pretty good you've only missed what two or three days yeah four days i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm giving up on uh saying the 365 i'm just gonna do streams as often as possible nearly every nearly every 
missing four days out of this being the 65th day of the year. I know that because yeah. I'm doing daily projects. It's still pretty friggin' good, dude. Yeah, it's phenomenal. It's more uh, than check out, uh, check out Among Us with us Saturday evening. I'm going to actually start setting up around six this week, so I can try to get a little more playtime in because I have to start wrapping at nine. So I got to start waking up early. It's gonna suck, but I'll get used to it. Check out our YouTube channel, Club Kayfabe Creative Community. We're gonna be putting some more stuff up there and. New patron content coming soon, patron.com slash club kayfabe, including CKCC Uncensored, a show where we're going to just talk about whatever we want, uncensored, unfiltered content that you don't hear on this channel. You get to hear my opinions of lots of controversial things. And I've even decided what the content of my first episode is going to be. But I don't want to reveal it just yet. But I think I know what we're going to do first. All that will be available. A brand new website. You guys can view everything in a nice, organized fashion. All right. Any last words before we go devour food? Nope. Everybody's too hungry. That's it. Nobody's got anything left to say. There's nothing left to say. See you uh, next week. Yeah. Bon appetit, guys. Uh, Next week, again, Monday at 7, and then week after that for the 32nd episode oh dummy i have to plug next week's episode because we actually have a plan for next week's episode because it's the last time we're recording on a saturday we're going to welcome my wife and her friend kate on the show because we're going to be recording it on saturday the 13th and 13 flipped is 31 a reference to taylor swift they're going to come on and discuss their taylor swift fandom with us Okay. You knew that was coming. We discussed yeah, this. Yeah, I did. I know. <laughs> but I probably should have plugged it because it is next week's episode now. <laughs> so, yes, but that will be next time on the Nerd Table. Till that time, I don't know. Uh, go enjoy nerd stuff and go eat food, guys. Like, I don't know what else to tell you. See you next time. For more great content like this, be sure to check out CKCC Radio and subscribe to never miss an episode.